My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money, why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions, and what, if anything, we can do about it. I'm Martha Lawton. And I'm Alex Lemon. And we're your hosts. In today's show, we're going to talk about why we can't think clearly when we want a nice cold drink on the beach. And why you might want to let someone mansplain TV prices to you. So, uh, I'm going to start off today by asking you to imagine a little scenario and tell me what you would Okay, so I want to imagine that you and I have gone to the beach. Yay! I know, right? It's I love good. The beach. It's a good scenario. Grew up on an island. You did. You did. You were up on the beach. It was lovely. Um, okay, so imagine that we're on the beach. Um, we have some iced water, but you fancy another cold drink, something a bit more interesting than water. Mm-hmm. What would you like me to get for you? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, what? What? Something. If we say a brand name, what one do we want then to be receiving lots of? Because <laughs> um, obviously, that's going to happen. <laughs> Iron Brew. Iron Brew. Okay, <laughs> excellent. So I've said to you that I will get you an Iron Brew. Right, made from I'm, made from real iron girders, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I will go into town and get you an Iron Brew. You are going to give me the money. Um. I am not going to spend my own money on it, right? So whatever price you give me, that if it's more than that, you're going to stuck with the water, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the only place within a reasonable walking distance for me to go and get this iron brew for you mm-hmm. is, weirdly, they do do iron brew though. It's quite a posh hotel. Do they? <laughs> they do iron brew though. <laughs> They can get you anything in this yeah, hotel, right? Yeah, make my dreams come true, posh hotel. Get me yeah, an iron brew. Exactly, right. Okay, so how much are you willing to give me to get you your iron brew from the posh hotel? From a posh hotel, it pro- it's probably gonna it's probably gonna cost like three pound fifty, isn't it, for an iron brew at a posh hotel? Okay, but so it's made from real iron girders, so that's quite a good price on steel. Okay, yeah. okay, so you're gonna give me three pound fifty? Yeah, go on. Okay, um, 
Now then, what if I said that the nearest place was not a posh hotel, mm-hmm. it's just quite a run-down little corner shop? P- probably a pound 20. You'll give me a pound 20? Yeah. Okay, to go to the corner shop yeah. and get you an iron brew? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Have, so, I do, have I done it wrong? You've done it perfectly. No, oh. no, you've you've done fantastically. You've done exactly what everybody else does, oh. um, which is this weird irrational thing that in both cases, your experience of receiving an iron brew on the beach is identical. Mm. And yet you're willing to pay more for that iron brew mm. if it comes from a posh hotel, even though you won't be going anywhere near that posh hotel. You won't have the experience of having it. Mm. Um, served to you by some charming young person who's been immaculately trained. (laughs) Um, On a silver salver, no less. Exactly. That's not an experience you're willing to have, and yet you're willing to pay more for it having happened that way Mm. um, than you are from the corner store. Your experiences are identical, Mm. but you're willing to pay more in the knowledge that it's going to be from a hot posh hotel. And Mm. I've just said to you that... yeah. So is it not like the expectation that I'm going to... That's just what they're going to charge me and I have to deal with it. Which is, you know, I'm willing to go up to £3.50. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe it comes in a glass bottle and it does taste better when it comes in a glass bottle. <laughs> <laughs> the entire point of it being a brand is that it's an identical product and your, and your experience now of it I'm on the beach like, is... I'm, I'm you're nitpicking. It. You're nitpicking. <laughs> well, I've just been fleeced for a bottle of slash can of iron brew. Can you blame me? <laughs> So, yeah, welcome to Mental Accounting Part 2. Today we're looking at how we categorise spending and how that makes us make weird, irrational choices, like having an identical experience of receiving an iron brew on the beach and yet being willing to pay more for it when it comes from a posh I'm hotel than from really, a corner store. I'm really, defensive now. Like, I'm thinking, how, how can I defend my decision? It's, like, it's not even real. Yeah. It's not real. The thing is, you've made exactly the same decision as almost all of the experimental participants. Mm. Um, in related psychology experiments. This is exactly what people do. And instead of looking at what is the value to me of an iron brew on the beach, Mm. they look at what is the percentage chance of me getting an iron brew for this price Mm. and I want to pay a price that, that, you know, almost certainly guarantees that I will get my iron brew. Yeah, yeah. So it's much more, there's a sort of probabilistic thinking. You could give me the £3.50 to go to the corner store as well. Mm. And then probably you'd get change. Mm. Or you could give me the £1.20 to go to the hotel. You probably wouldn't get an iron brew, but you'd only have given me the £1.20 and Mm. you'd be no worse off. Mm. But that is, it is this strange thing that we, we take into account the setting in which the money is going to be spent, even though we won't personally experience that setting in that particular case. Mm. So, for example, your iron brew from the shop goes into a category or a mental account of, I don't know, everyday drinks. Um, And you have a reference price for that that feels normal and right. But your iron brew from the hotel, that might go into a category of no luxury goods um, because it's coming from the expensive hotel Um, and you would have a completely different reference price in that account that feels reasonable and those two accounts those two categories feel completely separate to you so you wouldn't um, associate the fact that you've got these two different prices for them this idea of mental accounting which um, is you know how do we categorize our spending how do we categorize our income and how does 
um, putting money into categories sometimes make us spend it or use it um, in irrational ways. Um, and and the, this stuff is based on uh, the research of Richard Saylor in the 1980s. And once again, um, one of the papers that's really worth having a look at is Mental Accounting Matters, which is from 1999. It's publicly available. Loads of interesting stuff in there. Um, so I thought we'd just, yeah, have a bit more of a chat this time. This one's a bit more scientific than the last one. Last time we just had a general chat about income sources and, and <laughs> how we uh, how we treat different sources of income. But and how the only time I go crazy with money is when I win £10 on the lottery. Yeah, that was fascinating. <laughs> um, Why is that? <laughs> Richard, call me. <laughs> Let's have a little think about a different one. So here's another thing that, that's a little bit strange. Um Imagine that you want to go buy a clock. Um, you have seen a clock you like. It is £10 in the shop that you are in right now. Mm-hmm. And then another customer walking past says, oh, you know, that shop, that same clock is in the shop over the road for only a fiver. Mm-hmm. How likely are you to cross over the road and go get it for a fiver? Probably quite likely. Yeah. You, half price clock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go over the road for a half price clock, right? Mm-hmm. Now have a think about, imagine it was a big expensive TV. Mm-hmm. You're going to spend 1250 on TV. Oof, oof. Somebody comes past and goes, that TV over the road, 1245 mm. Will you cross the road to go get the cheaper TV? Probably not. Probably not. Especially if it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> or I've got heels on. And yet, and yet it's still <laughs> five, five pounds. pounds. You're being paid five pounds to cross the road mm. in both cases. Mm. So it's a strange, strange thing. We categorise, again, expenses a lot by the percentage discount rather than necessarily by looking at the actual value mm. of it. Um, means that people, salespeople will use this a lot. They try and, and uh, upsell us when we've already spent a big amount. They'll try and upsell us little things as well because they can tell we're already in a spending place mm. and a small expense added feels doesn't, really yeah, small. Doesn't feel as much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so you might not, if, if you go in to buy... Um, if you go in to buy a dress and they sell you a pair of earrings as well, mm. if, I guess if you're a guy, they go, you go in to buy a suit and they sell mm. you a pair of cufflinks, mm. um, you probably wouldn't buy the the jewellery on its own. Uh, but it doesn't feel like very much when it's added on on top of um, the mm. bigger purchase that you're already making. Mm. So God, we're dumb, aren't we? <laughs> 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 That's kind of the point of the podcast, Alex. That's I why know, we're doing but this. sometimes you just realise how stupid you actually are. <laughs> oh, that just hits you like a brick. That is mean, though. <laughs> we're badly, <laughs> we're badly evolved. I think is really yeah, the that's answer so true. Because if we were really well evolved, we'd be all be cats. We've <laughs> persuaded humans to look after them, give them a house, pet them, <laughs> yeah. keep them warm. Exactly. Yeah. Keep them fed. All that. Yeah. And let them sleep for hours at a time. Yeah, exactly. Same. Exactly. Whereas we're crossing the road, not crossing the road, save ourselves five pounds on a TV. Yeah. Yeah. But we will do it for a five pound off, ten pound clock. <laughs> <laughs> or an iron brew. <laughs> so uh, as another example, 
um, want to talk about an example from back in the day when I, I realised that two of my mental accounting categories weren't really helping me. They were actually not bringing me the best value in my life. Um, I love flowers. I love having some cut flowers in the house. Don't do it very often, but I, I really love having them. And I grew up thinking of cut flowers as being this ridiculous luxury item. Um, and so I basically never had a kind of mental budget line that would include flowers because flowers were on my far too expensive, uh, too high luxury to ever buy part of my mental accounting. Um, and that's a little bit odd because if you go to the supermarket, you can buy some cut flowers for five or six pounds quite easily. And um, I used to very casually, without even thinking about it, spend five or six pounds on coffee and cake. But in my mental accounting, five or six pounds on coffee and cake, that was perfectly reasonable bit of mental accounting in that category. That spend was fine. Um, but five or six pounds on cut flowers, that mental accounting, that category, that was cast as too expensive and that was not a thing I could do. So it's very easy to have um, an over-monitored line and an under-monitored line, depending on what your reference pricing is. And sometimes to get the best value for your money, for yourself, one of the things that's really good to do is to actually just cast around and say, um, what does this thing actually cost and, and where else am I spending that in completely unrelated, completely different categories? And are those budgets actually, are those mental accounts really comparable and are they bringing me the value that I want in my life that moment was a kind of real moment of insight for me and it made me stop and think what do I see as a reasonable expense and what do I think is expensive and am I is there a correlation between what I think is expensive and what I think is um, going to bring me pleasure or joy mm. Um, am I really spending my money in the way that maximises my enjoyment from it? Mm. Or am I skipping over some things um, and I could reprioritise if I, if I thought slightly differently about them? Mm. And that way, what do I think is cheap and therefore habitually just buy yeah. without really considering it? And, and again, actually, the lack of consideration means that I'm not really getting a lot of enjoyment from it. Yeah. There's a point to be made about, you know, is it what's the amount of, of joy that you're getting out of this? What's the amount of pleasure you're getting out of this mm. versus the amount of money you're spending on it rather than just sort of instinctively saying that, referencing the value to the price mm. on some level. Mm. Your, your concept of what's expensive and what's cheap can be very sort of stuck on on some level on, on the pricing. Mm. Yeah, it's true, actually. You know, I guess that that sort of harks back to that when you're lying on the beach mm. and someone's offering you an iron brew mm. and you're thinking about how much you're willing to pay for it. Mm. That You know, that slightly elastic willingness, depending on how much you think they're going to charge you and you're so desperate for your iron brew. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an example of thinking about value in my life, I have previously been a member of a gym 
and gone to a gym and there's always that you know feeling like you should go and you never quite go enough to make it feel like it's worthwhile mm. I think principally the reason that it never really felt like good value for me because I actually didn't like it when yeah. it went out of some weird moral obligation and then since I've entered a slightly more thrifty phase of my life I thought about rejoining the gym and man they're expensive so I kind of decided that I wouldn't bother because there's plenty of free stuff on the internet yeah. and I can run around the park <laughs> also free and that the you know 60 to 100 pounds a month that these gyms charge yeah i mean it's, i think the cheapest yeah. one's like 70 quid round right ridiculous Ooh. that that was just too much but then uh, a couple of months ago i discovered um swing dancing <laughs> so i've been swing dancing like every week sometimes two or three times a week to the extent that my outgoings are prob on swing dancing are probably greater than if i went to the gym yeah but actually, I like it so much more Yeah. that even though it's, you know, probably the same amount of time, like two, three hours a week that I might mm -hmm. spend in the gym, um, sometimes a little bit more. And it's, you know, essentially good for fitness and yep. for, you know, getting out of the house and yep. kind of looking after myself. Yep. Um, although it has this big social element, which to me, I suppose, makes it valuable. Mm. But it, it's still, you know, it was there was an amount of money that I wasn't willing to spend to sit in a sweaty gym. Yep on a slightly clammy, fetid piece of equipment <laughs> but that I'll do in a sweaty, clammy, slightly fetid dance room um, yep. instead. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, it's kind of equations of value. Yeah, so I think this is something that is worth taking some time to do in your life. Having a think about what feels cheap and what feels expensive and comparing those with what brings you a lot of enjoyment and what does not it's just something to kind of do while you're while you are I don't know going around the shops or looking at things on the internet or whatever and just just seeing whether there's a way that you can tweak how you how you buy goods and services of all kinds and just sort of rebalance those towards getting more enjoyment from your spending mm. um I know now that yeah sometimes I want coffee and cake but I want less coffee and cake and more flowers in my life mm. And that that will actually, on balance, bring me more happiness. And you obviously have have done this great thing of of starting to dance, and that's really fabulous mm -hmm. and so much more fun. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's something to kind of bear in mind. And then just to sort of review and go back again, like obviously watch out for price variations when you're shopping for something big because a small discount is still a discount. Mm. Um, you know, it's still worth walking walking over the road. You're not suddenly being cheap because the main price is a big amount of money. How many of you, I wonder, when I first said, would you, what would you say to a stranger who walked past you and said that same TV is 1,245 over the road? Mm. I know in my head, I immediately went, oh, cheap person. <laughs> <laughs> who is this tight-fisted <laughs> person trying to tell, a busybody trying to tell yeah. me I've got five are pounds you, off over the road? Are you mansplaining discounts on TVs to me? <laughs> but actually they're trying to save you five pounds the same mm. as the person who's trying to save you five pound on the ten pound clock i felt mm. quite benevolent towards that person yeah it's true it's yeah true. Mm. yeah you would feel differently yeah so why so is what? that why are we so stupid <laughs> <laughs> why are we not cats <laughs> well the good news is we're all equally daft about this there are very very few of us it's only when you know, economists sit down and very carefully think about it in theory that they know that they should really save this five pounds. They don't do it in practice. You know that, right? Mm, mm. They can all write these papers and, and put it in and say, well, well, you know, we should cross the road and get our five pounds. 
doing it in practice, remembering to actually do this, so mm-hmm. hard, which is why we're saying it to you, because yeah. we'd like you to think about it. <laughs> think about whether you're actually going to do it. It also helps reinforce it to ourselves so that exactly. we still do it, because, you know. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then the last little bit of advice would be, if you're thinking about making a purchase, play a little game of what else costs the same as this. Um, and try to think as broadly as possible, because some things from completely different categories will bring you much more value than the thing in front of you and you can do the same thing where you're comparison shopping and you're thinking and you're going to get a discount somewhere thinking about what would that five pound from over the road get me um you know what am I going to buy with that five pound what value will it bring me so it just makes that feel a little bit more worth going out of your way to get it because you can think of it in a concrete sense you know, it, it, it's it's worth having a think about that. Whether that effect will be long-term, does it really justify it? Or should we actually go somewhere that maybe is a little bit less nice? It's worth thinking about. I'm not going to judge you either way, personally. Mm. Um, but, yeah. And if you've ever had Iron Brew in a posh hotel, let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we would <laughs> um, love... How much was it? Yeah. <laughs> Did it taste better? Did it taste better? Did it come in a glass hotel? bottle? Yeah. You've been listening to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money. Your hosts were Martha Lawton and Alex Lemon. You can find us online at squanderlustpod.com, where we'll put links to show notes, books and articles we mention, and other interesting things. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or you have a story to tell about something you've heard here, get in touch through the website. If you enjoyed Squanderlust, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and rate us too. The more stars you give, the happier we get. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Squanderlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London, with production by David Smith, Charlie Brandon King and Alicia Cunningham. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. Thanks for listening. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.